and welcome to Use Your Powers for Good. I'm your host, Carolyn Ofer Moselle, and I am so glad that you're here. This is a podcast to inspire leaders, managers, and supervisors to use your powers for good to put more kind and impactful leadership into the world. Today's guest is Judy Kane. Judy, founder of Align Consciousness, helps people identify and transform subconscious beliefs that keep them from repeating ineffective, stressful patterns. We all have those. Her clients experience changes which allow them to achieve their goals with ease and comfort. She is the author of Your Four Truths, How Beliefs Impact Your Life. Judy also hosts workshops and presents in group sessions, conferences, and podcasts. Originally from Richmond, um, originally from Richmond, Virginia, uh, she lives nearby, near Tampa Bay, Florida. Let's slow down. Usually with a rescued cat or dog or two um, as part of her household. Judy, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Um, And today, Judy is going to talk about uh, what subconscious beliefs are, where they come from, and how they can impact relationship building, uh, which is an important part of leadership. And I think that this conversation is going to be so juicy. I can't wait to get started. So first, um, Judy, tell us where, um, well, how you started on this journey and what led you to this work? I saw it work, basically, was what led me to it. I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to alternative methods and and processes. Uh, But I saw this work on my former husband uh, when he had uh, a physical pain. And I could see it was something that worked. It worked very, very quickly. Um, A clear difference in his, uh, the way he was feeling. And I could also see it was something that I could do myself. I mean, you have to go to class for it, but it was, I didn't need special gifts to trans, you know, to uh, interpret messages that were coming from unknown places, or I didn't need to be sensing energy or, you know, any of that stuff, because those were not things that I was doing on a regular basis back then. This was just a process that I could learn and do and have it work. Uh, So that was, that appealed to me. I, I come from an IT management background, so I'm a, I'm kind of a process person. Right, right. So tell us what the process is. Okay. Uh, the process is called Psych-K. It's like the beginning of psychology, P-S-Y-C-H-K. It's been around since the 80s, and it's a very fast change process. Uh, you can usually change any one belief in less than five minutes, actually. So it's... Um, a really effective way to help people change things in their life. And when people come in, what we do is we, you know, they tell me what's going on and what they'd rather be experiencing. And then we identify what the beliefs are that are contributing to the issue and then what they would rather believe. And then we change them with the process of psych care. Okay. And so, you know, I, I love... As, as I am getting more and more seasoned, I um, I am I'm very intrigued about like different alternatives that will uh, that you know outside of just what we are usual, used to you know doing to solve problems. Just 
being more exploratory about just putting a little bit more diverse tools and expanding my toolbox with, uh, you know, things that, you know, you never know what the situation is. So you have to use different things to try to get um, results because people evolve, you know, situations evolve the way to uh, address a situation um, it has to evolve as well. So, you know, I really can appreciate um, um, this um, alternative method. So tell us, like, what are subconscious beliefs? I know, you know, I think we all kind of think we know what they are, but they're really impactful to, like, our daily living and decision-making and what we accomplish. Absolutely. You can think of it as your default system, your default uh, decision-making context. Uh, The subconscious beliefs that you have control about 95% of your behavior. So if you're not thinking specifically about how to do whatever it is you're doing, your subconscious is probably doing it for you. And it colors how you perceive the world, right? Your beliefs form your perception and then your perception really is your reality. That's that's what you're living in. (laughs) So it's really important, you know, it can decide, it can determine what you think is safe for you to do. What, and what's a good thing to try and risk, uh, your self-worth, you know, it, it influences all those things that, um, you know, make a difference in how you proceed with your life and how you perceive it's, you know, is it a happy one? Is it an unhappy one? Is it challenging? Is it easy? All that, uh, your subconscious is flavoring all that. So where do, do where, where does it come from? We come, it's really interesting. Um, we, we drop into this world with pretty much of a blank slate um, for the most part. I mean, there's some things that you can get late-term pregnancy and some things are generational, but basically humans come into the world without a, a formed operating system. And the reason for that, we speculate, is so that you can learn what's true for the group you land with. And that gives you a higher success of surviving, thriving, you know. Uh, if you came in with a different opinion on what was the right way to do stuff, you might get kicked out of the group. And that's never a safe thing for people. Right. So um, so the first seven years, you're just kind of a little sponge wandering around, soaking up all the beliefs of the people around you. So immediate family, um, institutions that you are in a lot, but you can also pick up some just by random occurrences. Now, you can also get them later in life, but by, you know, the first seven years are when you're really accumulating all of the ones that are supposed to help you figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Well, you know, we had this this discussion before because I had, when I learned that, I went back and I really began to understand how it impacted the way I dealt with conflict. And, you know, being a leader, conflict is inevitable, no matter what size team you have. Um, And I never saw my parents fight or argue. So, you know, which was a good thing, I think, overall. 
but right. it left me with no conflict resolution skills. So, yeah. you know, and my mom models. always told yeah. me, like, when you see a fight, run away, go the other way. So that's what I did. I went the other way. And so for a long time, I just really did not deal with conflict as it was arising in the office. Um, but, you know, as I grew in leadership, I had to learn how to do that. And I, and I did. But, you know, learning about this um, um, process and the, the, where your subconscious is actually formed in those years, you know, really helped me to connect why I responded in that way. But the good news is you can get by it, right? Absolutely. That is, you are not stuck with any of this. You can change whatever you choose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I know like, like with leadership, you know, like I said, in the beginning, relationships are really, really, really important. And, and through my experience, I've found that, um, you know, everyone, because they are coming to the to the room with all of these different life experiences and subconscious experiences that were formed in those um, formative years, you know, it's really a challenge sometimes to manage all of that. Um, so what advice would you have for a leader who has, you know, has, is struggling with uh, the stress that's associated with trying to manage conflict or trying to manage relationships and um, as a leader? Well, I mean, you know, I think it's really important for everybody in a work unit to feel like they're safe and for them to feel like they're valued for their contributions. You're going to get a lot better, I think, productivity and creativity if people feel like they can make suggestions, that they're seen, that they're heard, that they have contributions that people value and when that doesn't happen you know I, that that definitely speaks to uh, uncomfortable work atmosphere for at least some of the people that are in there and I, and I think you know I would venture to say it would be very uncomfortable for the leader because you can see how uncomfortable it is for others. But if you, you know, have a subconscious block that is preventing you from addressing it, then, you know, you just kind of watch it fester or yeah. close your eyes and wish it goes away. Right. <laughs> Avoidance. That's, that's one, <laughs> one way of dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then have being confident about decisions you make, I think mm-hmm. is really important for a leader. If you're tentative about the right thing to do, or if you keep revisiting the same decision over and over again, um, people usually do that because of beliefs they've got about their ability to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, to be a good leader, you people want to be able to follow you. <laughs> right. You need to be be able to decide where you're going. Exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, because especially in this day and time, you know, there's so many outside um, influences on the workplace and the workplace is so different now that you really can't, it's even more difficult to contain those outside influences because people are like remotely working and, you know, maybe in the off- in a hybrid situation. So it's not like, you know, when everyone was in the office and you could just kind of have a meeting about it you know there's some 
in-person, you know, um, consoling about things. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's even more um, important now that if there are some subconscious beliefs that are getting in the way of, um, you know, your leadership, that it's, it's more important now than ever to address that. So how would, yeah. how would, so how would a leader decide that there's something blocking that, that things aren't going well so perhaps there's something subconsciously causing that I always you know suggest that people look for patterns because one incident doesn't mean that you've got subconscious beliefs that are causing the situation right I mean you can have things show up at any time that just happen to show up but if there are patterns of relationships or patterns of issues that come up I mean that's the first thing I advise people to do is look for the patterns Mm -hmm. and then try to figure out what's wrong with it what you know what would you rather be seeing you know because a lot of times people don't know what they want they they just know what they don't want Mm -hmm. and so uh deciding on your own um what's the behavior you want to see on the screen on the team or what are the outcomes that you know how do you expect people to be spending their day how how are they supposed to work together as a team um and you know i i would coming from a management background i would hardly recommend doing that in a brainstorming team group but the, the the leader needs to know what that looks like and either it's done together or it's communicated out but everybody needs to know what's expected and what's you know what the norm should be for that team definitely you know always equated leadership like um yeah in the terms of like um your business environment you know reliability is really the goal because i think when your team can rely on you to know that they can rely on you to respond in a certain way and that mm-hmm. way should be you know in a way that they know that they're going to get clear marching orders or clear direction um or you know will be connected through some way um in communicating you know when things go are not going well or when things are going well but I, I you know I've had to lead through some of Baltimore City's um really some tumultuous um um events and so I when I look back I really saw you know when I look back from the outside I really saw how people were just looking for me to give them direction you know everyone had their expertise and I you know I had some really smart people around but you know at the end of the day it was my responsibility to just tell them which direction to go so you know if I had been that person with you know <laughs> running from avoidance then it that would have not gone over well you know especially in some right. of the the situations that we've found ourselves in so um you know i think it's that really trust building is yeah yeah trust building is yeah. huge and and so that consistency and follow through and you know knowing that they can go to you for issues um willingness to let people fail and mm-hmm. try again yes. you know yeah. a lot of people with subconscious beliefs about fear of it's not safe to fail mm-hmm. right and 
um, sometimes failing is is a very useful thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll tell you what you don't, shouldn't do or don't want um, at minimum. Yeah. But I mean, just the trying aspect of it, you know, of of being able to try, not not things that are critical that you, you know, well, let's see if, you know, we'll take another whack at it. But it's good to be able to allow some creativity on a team and see what works and what doesn't work and, and kind of learn from that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that's how, you know, the iPhone was born, the iPad was born. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And all these devices that we find ourselves upgrading to, you know, like every year. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. Uh, all right, I want to turn the, the corner just a little bit. You are the author of um, a book called Your Four Truths. Um yes. There's another part to them that got cut off. Your How beliefs impact your life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I told you. Okay. So, um, so tell us about your book and, um, you know, what those four truths are. Sure. I'd love to. Well, I wrote it based on what I'd observed with clients and, you know, other people that I've worked with, including myself over the years since I've been doing this of, you know, most of the things people wanted to change tend to be grouped into four categories. Mm. And uh, so they, and the categories or the truths, as I call them in my book, I had to do with knowing that you're safe, that you're worthy, that you're lovable, and that you're connected to something bigger than yourself. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and so the book kind of walks through how how these might show up in your life. You know, they're clues about, well, you might have beliefs that are not supporting you, making you think that you're safe if you notice these things going on. So it, it gives clues about each of those categories mm-hmm. um, and some, some stories as examples so that people can kind of see what I'm talking about. And the goal was to help people be able to recognize that when you do these things, it's not just because you're, or you don't do things. It might not be just because you're lazy or don't have enough willpower or that you're an awful person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, that you do these things because you, you know, a lot of times it's subconscious beliefs that are are making you feel like that's the right thing to Mm -hmm. do. They're causing behavior. Well, you know, I think that it's actually a good place for um, leaders to start to just kind of, you know, have have a, a place where they can ask themselves some questions about, you know, how their subconscious beliefs are informing, you know, their decisions and their leadership. So I think that would be a great place for them to start. Is there a way that people can get it? Oh, yeah. My website, Aligned Consciousness, um, and maybe there'll be a link below yes. or something in the show notes. Okay. Um, there's a there's a page there called Book, <laughs> so that's pretty easy to get to. <laughs> and there's another page there that um, you can get to in the, you know, services and working with me. There's a resource page that also has some free downloads that describe subconscious beliefs and give a little bit more information about it. Okay. Okay. 
because I think that that would be an excellent first step if, you know, a leader is feeling like their subconscious beliefs are uh, becoming obstacles. Um, or even if you don't feel like you believe that, you know, a good document, a book to have so that you can read up on this and so to make sure that you can start to, you know, turn the tide if you feel like you are going in a direction. Um, I always like preventative. <laughs> right? Preventative actions. Yes, proactive here. <laughs> and and I, it, what I hope it encourages people to do is be more compassionate with themselves and with other people. Definitely. As opposed to assuming you know, that this person just didn't want to do the thing that they agreed to do, that maybe there are bigger reasons for that. Yeah. One of the things I I say um, to my coaching clients is when they start, you know, talking about how, you know, the the response from someone and all this, and, and, you know, they may say the response, but then they put this whole, you know, five page story around it. And, you know, I always say, now, don't make up stories about people because you don't know their story. They don't know yours. And so, you know, the, the best thing you can do is just ask um, instead of trying to make up the story because our imagination yeah. can really take us down a road. <laughs> yeah. And the ones we tell about ourselves are just, just as yeah. uh, un, unkind, right? Mm-hmm. Probably more unkind than what we are thinking about the other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So we know what psyche is. Um, we know what our sub- subconscious beliefs are. Uh, we know where they come from. We have a resource to go and just trying to understand more about this. Now, finally, tell us how you put more kindness into the world. Well, I hope I do it in a couple of ways, at least. Um, I, I, I help clients to change their subconscious beliefs. And I think that that helps the people themselves. I think it helps the people that they interact with. Um, And there's a ripple effect, right? Of uh, when one person's stress level goes back down, then, you know, they're not as likely to be reacting in an unkind way. Um, and that spreads. It, it's just as easy to spread those positive vibes as it is to spread um, the ones where everybody's feeling cranky and spreading that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I try to you know, model that myself, you know, because the, the, the kinder you can be, again, it's the ripple effect. So I, I am very intentional about how I react with people and um, yeah, I hope that has the same purpose that, that it spreads. Yeah, I mean, that I love that, of course, because use your powers for good um, podcast, you know, <laughs> you are definitely using your powers for good, and we thank you for it. Um, and Judy, thank you so much for being here. You know, I oh, really thank you. this conversation. I really appreciate your inviting me. Oh, definitely. So please let, you know, I know you mentioned a little bit, uh, you know, but in a, a summarized way, just let people know how they can get connected to you and um, if they're interested in working with you, how to get connected to you as well. Absolutely. I would love to. Well, I've got the resources and, and the book on my website. Uh, you can also book a free phone call if you've got questions about what I was talking about 
Or if you already know that you just got some beliefs you want to change, you can also book sessions with me from the website. So it's all there, uh, along with more information. If people are curious, um, it, it goes into explaining things a little bit more. Okay, awesome. Excellent, excellent. All right. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here. And until next time, be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. Bye for now.